Who wants to tell you who wants a pot of coffee? I just make coffee. You want a cup of coffee? Sure, there you go. Who wants coffee? Anybody else want coffee? Who wants coffee? And now it's time for the man with the caffeine, the new tropics for the brain. It's coffee with Mike. Hang in, hang tight, grab your cup, and let's get this thing started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Java Chat. This is Coffee with Mike, and today I get to hang out with the Robert Foster. The gentleman's an entrepreneur, has been in the game for, geez, I don't know, quite a while, a couple decades, easily. I mean, man's been around the block a couple times, knows the ropes. I, I, I'd say that's a fair assessment, wouldn't you, Rob? Uh, yes, very fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Ro Robert is a, uh, he's a motivational speaker. He is a, he's an entrepreneur. He's He's been an all-American athlete. This, this guy's been there, done that a couple times, and, and he has decided to shift over and help other people uh, understand what it actually takes to make it, if you will. A lot of people think that there's a lot of rah-rah and stuff in, in the motivational speaking, and for some of it, yeah, but he's actually been there and done that. So I, I one, welcome, Rob. Thanks for coming and hanging out with me. And two, if you wouldn't mind, give us your background, man. We're, you know, Who's Robert Foster? Let's 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 start there. All right. Well, first, thank you for having me. I appreciate Absolutely. the invite. Absolutely. And yeah, and I'm just an average everyday guy. Yes, yeah, sure. Sure. Just doing what he wants to do. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. That's just doing what he wants to do. There's you know, there's nothing really special about what I do. But how I how I took this path. I always had it. I was in a leadership position pretty much ever since elementary school, mm -hmm. being captain of sports teams. Mm -hmm. And I started managing a small diner at 15. So wow. I, was, I was always in charge of people. I became a general manager at 20. And I was just doing that for about 15 to 20 years, I'd say. And that's where I really developed the skills I needed to, to become an entrepreneur and do, do my own business because I dropped out of college. So, you know, most people tell you if you don't have a college degree, you're pretty much doomed to flip burgers your entire life. And I, I believed that for a while. But then just the day came where I realized I don't want to I don't want to do this anymore. Like I'm I'm meant for more. I'm meant to do more, to have more and to just serve more. And so I started following that path and the universe opened up doors. You 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 started at 15 Yes. Yeah, it, it was it was a small little mom and pop diner, but still, but the, the owner had enough enough faith in me to you know go home for a few hours and leave me in charge. So that that probably put a little bit of an interesting light on things for you as a 15-year-old. I mean that yes. had to have gotten you thinking about a couple of things like what in the world? I mean, what do I do now? Or because I think a lot of people misunderstand that. And I, I totally appreciate the whole thing about, you know, you don't have a college degree, you're doomed to flipping burgers. Maybe. Both you and I know a lot of entrepreneurs that don't have degrees. Yes. <clears throat> and and they have people that have degrees working for them for them now. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was more based on their keen insight and their leadership yep. on where to find talent and how to find talent and and how to put together people, which is another skill. That you don't yes. learn in college. It's these are these are certain things that you learn over time by by being one emotionally intelligent and really observing people. 
So as you as you were doing this, like I mean, I, I know that was the first time at fifteen. You became a GM at twenty. What what skills did you have to like? Were you forced to learn in order to become that leader that, that could that could do that? Even though it's a small mom and pop shop, it doesn't matter if you're leading one person or one thousand people. Yeah. I think the skills skill sets need to be the same. What 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 did you end up learning? Well, it started in the home. So it mm -hmm. started with my my parents, more so my dad. Like my dad was a very, very stern disciplinarian. And if he said do XYZ, you did XYZ. You didn't question it. You didn't try to navigate around it. Like you just did what you were told. So we always had respect for authority, which is which is huge. Cause some people that don't grow up in a two family home or a home that's that structured sometimes that piece is missing yeah. and then they end up struggling with that. So also I'm the youngest of seven kids. Wow. So, so being the youngest and we were all athletes, all of us. So I went through probably my first decade being so-and-so's little brother. And, <laughs> and that drove me insane. I'm it sure it did. Insane. And so I always had a chip on my shoulder. So like in order to get, I don't want to say attention because I'm not trying to make my parents look my parents look bad, but you know, just trying to stand out and just become Robert Foster. Right. I don't, I don't want to be Monique's little brother, Ramona's little little brother, Ralph's little brother. Like it drove me insane. <clears throat> so you fast forward now. So that drive and energy to succeed was already present. So once I started in the restaurants, my thing is always, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. You know, so I started out as a dishwasher, but I was watching the cooks. Yeah. You know, I can do that. Watching the prep cook, I can do that. You know, watching the the, the servers, I'm like, I don't want to, but I, but can. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like that one, but I can do that. Yeah. yeah, but I can do it. And so I just started just dabbling in the other areas. Like I didn't just stay as a dishwasher. When, when I wasn't busy, I would go over to the cooks. Hey, can you teach me how to do that? Hey, can you teach me how to do that? <clears throat> and then I just started getting proficient in every aspect of the restaurant. So once, once the boss started giving me more responsibilities, just that the natural leadership ability just took over. But to answer the question directly, I did have to learn the communication piece because yeah. being a 15 year old <clears throat> overseeing people who are older or even more so when I was 17, I went to a bigger restaurant and I was 17 managing 35 year olds, 40 year olds, 50 year olds. Yeah. And yeah. So that can just, be a challenge. Yeah. Just trying to think you have to, you know, talk tough and stern so that they'll take you seriously. Whereas in reality, I learned that I can get my point across by dialing it back some yeah. and not being so abrasive very interesting that you you and I are both the youngest in our families now I don't have a, as large a family as yours but I was raised with two brothers okay and it's interesting because the closest one to me is about 11 years away wow so so when they used to play football I was the ball yeah. we it's <laughs> everybody thinks I kid on that too and that's how I'm not kidding guys they used to pick yeah. me up and throw me to each other it was like I, I today I realized just exactly how dangerous that was back then it was like <laughs> we yeah growing up with older brothers and and not having the example of entrepreneurship or leadership because neither one of them was they they were both one one was definitely a tradesman he was an auto body and very good at it i i had actually almost considered going and playing in that realm because it looked like a lot of fun seeing all the sparks fly and everything and the other one just kind of did his own thing i really don't know what he did 
I didn't learn about entrepreneurship until I was well into my thirties. So, and then of course, leadership and business etiquette and everything else that goes with it. It, 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 it's a, it's a hell of a learning curve. But what you're saying is, is you had a hunger from early on, actually a curiosity and a hunger. You were curious, you saw it, you you looked at it and it's like, Hmm, I can do that. I just think somebody needs to show me how to do it. Yes. And then picked it up. And then as you went through from 17 to 20, I mean, at the point of 20, you're managing again, now your general manager, managing other, other personalities. What kind of challenges did you face in that? Again, mostly dealing with the older, the older employees, you know, pe- people saying, oh, I've been in the kitchen longer than you, you've been alive. And, you know, just, just dealing with, with that kind of stuff. But just over time, the work ethic won them over. So it's like, yeah, I might only be 20, but I know what I'm doing and I'm good at what I do. If you guys stop fighting me, follow my lead, we can turn this into a smooth flowing operation. And so it, that was where I, I learned, I call it the art of effective connection because people, mm-hmm. everyone always talks about effective communication and you can be a good communicator, but be an awful connector. Yeah, so absolutely. It was, it was like almost selling myself on to the older employees that listen i'm the right guy for this job so if you just jump on the train like the train's moving you can either jump on or i'm gonna have to find new passengers <laughs> like that's what it boils down to this engineer is easily ready to pin, pull that pin not a problem yep. yeah it's <laughs> i i agree i agree i've i've had i've had times where i worked in in corporate america as a, as a you know mid-level manager and i've had as many as 40 50 people and yeah, some of them are, are real tough. To, it doesn't matter how, in some cases, there are some people that are just absolutely resistant to, to management and authority. And I, I wonder how they even get their jobs in some cases, but for the most part, it's learning how to connect with them and let yes. them know I'm not your boss. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm your leader, but I'm not your boss because yes. I'm not just here to tell you what to do. For most part, you've been here longer than me. You kind of already know what to do. I'm just here to make sure that the guys above me don't come to bug you. <laughs> well, and essentially, that's what a mid-level yeah. manager is. It's like mm-hmm. I'm I'm here to make sure anybody with the title VP and up doesn't come and bug you, stays yeah. out of your way. So you know what did you need? That I think changes people's minds when they when they think that you're there to either work with them or serve them. Their their mentality shifts. Yes. All of a sudden, they're a little more respectful of you because they know that you're not there to hurt them. They're you're there to try to help them. Yeah, did that like, did that did that come over like a, a period of of months, years, or? I I would say years because you know at the end of the day I was still a young a young kid so still learning, learning the ropes. Yeah, I, I had a conversation with with my my area director when I was twenty I was twenty three or twenty four uh-huh. one of those, uh-huh. and he comes to me, sits me down, he's like Robert, he's like you are a phenomenal talent, he's like. Out of all the managers, he's like, you're, you're up there. You're up there in the top three. <clears throat> he's like, but your attitude is going to lower your ceiling. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, just the way you talk to people, you know, because like, I was kind of ruling with an iron fist, you know, just like kind of how I said earlier that, you know, my dad was a strict di- disciplinarian. Yeah. And so most, most people tend to, tend to act how they were raised. Sure. And so like my dad didn't take any crap. So damn it. I wasn't either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how it was. But then yeah. like I said, after that, I, I, I probably can't tell you anything else that happened in 1994, but I'll never, <laughs> I'll never forget that meeting. Cause that meeting was where 
I started thinking and, and that was where I really started shifting my, my ways and how I talk to people. And, and that's where I shifted to becoming a coach. Like I call myself a coach now, even in the gym. Like I, I don't say I'm a personal trainer or a fitness trainer. I'm like, I'm a coach. Like I'm a personal development coach that uses fitness. That's awesome. And you, you, so after the good, good run for the transition, you went from food and beverage into fitness essentially. Yes. Correct. Yes. That transfer, what, what 24, 25 is when you did that or. No, I, I was like, like you, it was in my early thirties. Okay. Gotcha. But, and this was the, was this really the beginning of your entrepreneur jump or was that something you'd always been involved in or something you'd always been interested in or. Well, let, let me backtrack with a quick story. So, yeah. so I was born in Queens, New York, but my parents moved us up here when I was little. Because, you know, my dad didn't want to raise seven of us in the inner city. So yeah. he, he, he moved us up here to Rhode Island, rural area, you know, house surrounded by, by trees. So I'm in the backyard this one day and I have, I have a stick in my hand uh -huh. and I'm just giving a motivational speech to the trees. Love it. Right. And my Did they mom. Respond? Did they respond? That's the question. Did they respond? <laughs> the wind, the, honestly, the wind blowing, I took that as my ovation. There you go. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. So, yes. That'll work. <laughs> so my mom is on the deck and she's like, boy, what are you doing? <laughs> and then I look back and I said, I'm motivating the masses. You know, so it's yep. like I always had it in my head then. I was 17 at that time. I had it in my head then that I wanted to be a speaker. And, yeah. and as I said earlier, from even at that young age, I was used to running staff meetings, service meetings, set up being a sports captain. So giving them the rah-rah speech, yeah. we, we got this game. And yep. I just loved that feeling and the way people responded to me. So it was always in there. Yeah. But then, so I was going to, to school at the University of Rhode Island, but I was going for track and field. I really wasn't going for the education, yeah. Right, yeah. To, to, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. But then I injured myself, had a bad knee injury, and I ended up getting depressed, and that's what led me to drop out of school the first time. Gotcha. I dropped that out three times. Wait, wait. And you, so you, you, third time's a charm. Is that what you're saying? You had to. Do, you yeah, had to. I guess. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, so the second time, I actually completed a full semester. I did well. I think I had a three point four GPA. So it's like I, I wasn't doing bad. Right. Right. And then I just, I think I was just up in the air of what I wanted to do. So when I dropped out the last time, I said, either I'm going to do this or I'm just going to continue managing restaurants and yeah. and, and just do, do, do that. So once I dropped out, I just had that stigma. You know, if you don't have a degree, you're not going anywhere. So I thought my ticket to financial freedom was to just work my way up the ladder in the restaurant. But then once I got to GM and I, then I was managing several of them at a time i was like this this isn't it like this no. is not what i was called to do mm -hmm. and i was driving down to the restaurant this one day and, and i had a panic attack like on the oh. interstate oh. i had to i had to pull over to the I side was, of i was road. gonna say that's not a good time to have one of those yeah yeah i pulled over i'm pouring and sweat my heart Jeez. is racing like i couldn't breathe it was uh -huh. awful but i was 32 32 33 somewhere around there wow and so I go back home, like I call my boss and I'm not coming in. Like, I, I feel like I'm having a heart attack. And yeah, so no, I yeah, go back home absolutely. And I turn my garage into a gym because like, I didn't, I didn't, I don't have the, the handy jeans. Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah, I yeah, wasn't yeah. fixing anything in there anyway. So, <laughs> but it honestly, it started out as just an outlet. Uh -huh. Like I just needed, like, I just got sick of just the grind of the restaurant, like missing all my kids events, you know, nights, weekends, holidays. 
I was just sick of it and I needed a positive outlet. Yeah. And then it just grew. It just grew organically. As when you say it grew organically from there, I mean, what does that mean? Because is, is that where you just all of a sudden started noticing that there was, hey, fitness is a cool place to go hang out. I mean, not everybody thinks that way, obviously, but I mean, is that the progression or how did that work? Well, back back again when I was 17, when I was deciding what I was going to do in college, mm-hmm. now my, my dad was an engineer mm-hmm. and, and I can't fault him because he was definitely right, but this was right this is 1992, right uh-huh. when the computer boom was starting to happen. And he wanted me to go into computer engineering. And so, you know, that, that wouldn't have been a bad that thing, especially bad now, yeah. right? Yeah, wouldn't have been but a bad but I, I didn't want to. Like, I wanted yeah. to go into TV video production. And so then he kind of- which, took- is, which is also not a bad place to play still to this day. Yes. Yes, exactly. But- I said, if I couldn't do either one of those, I said, then I, w- I wouldn't mind managing a health club. At the time, I was thinking Bally's. M- remember Bally's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Bally's. Sure. Yeah. They were big. Like, you know they were huge. Yeah. I was like, I want to be a manager at a Bally's. But like I said, I've been, in, I've been an athlete since I was six. So it mm-hmm. never really left me. Because even mm-hmm. though I was in the restaurant, I was still coaching. I was coaching track. I coached basketball. I coached tennis. You know, so I was still involved in fitness on sure. the side. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, so when I say it grew organically, I started with one client, and then I got three more, then I had 14, and then I had 35, and it grew to the point where city zoning came and knocked on my on my door. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so. sorry, sir. You seem to have too many people having fun in here. We're going to have to shut you down. <laughs> yep. Jeez. Yes. So at, that, at which point now, of course, somewhere in the midst of that, organic growth you had to have realized it's like okay this is this is this is turning into something different than i thought it was going to i mean when when did that happen and what did you do all right so this was in 20 2010 2011 okay one of my clients comes comes in at the time i was only charging 50 bucks a month for three classes a week because i didn't know any better and so she comes up to me with her check for 50 she puts it out and then she she pulls it back again she goes before i give this to you she said, I just want you to know something. She says, a brand new state-of-the-art Planet Fitness just opened two minutes from my house. She's like, they have treadmills, they have showers. You know, she went right down the list. She's like, but I'm willing to pay you five times the amount just because of your belief in me. So that's when I knew it was bigger than what I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that she was willing to pay me five times to train in my dirty garage when there was a brand new state-of-the-art gym two minutes away from her. I was like, and, I, I was like yeah, I'm on to something. Yeah, at, at, at about that point, you're like, maybe I should sweep the floors. <laughs> maybe I should at least wipe down the equipment. I don't know. This is, I mean, five times the amount. I can, I can get another can of Lysol. It's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, now, so now when I say dirty, I'm not saying like that. I, mean, I kept it as clean. I know. I, I, but at it's the end it, of the day, it's, it's a garage. It's, it's, still, it's, the, it's, the fun of, it's the fun of poking, you know, just like. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> it's the fun of poking. You in those rabbit holes. <laughs> yes, it's, it's a rabbit hole. I will run. It's, so all said and done. Fast forward to today. Yep. You're you're still a coach. You're a fitness yes. coach. Yep. Do you still train at home or what do you do? I mean, where, where has this brought you? What are you doing now? No, so I have I have a an actual business now. So then it it was it was a hobby. Yeah. So I scale I scaled it back because yeah. it actually grew like, you know, I had hundreds of of members. Yeah. 
but but it got to the point to where it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun <laughs> the way it was in the beginning. You hit you you passed critical mass and you didn't even see it coming. <laughs> That's fun. That's fun. Yeah. So I scaled it back to where it's it's the happy place. Good. But but now but when we were booming, I had a business coach. Sure. And you know I paid him. 500 bucks a month for six years. Mm -hmm. So that's where I made up for not having a degree. Cause now in my coaching, I, I know we'll get there later in my coaching. Like I'm, I train people with bachelor's masters and PhDs. Yep. So people that have all the knowledge in the world, but they don't know how to package it up and get, get the most use out of it. So that's where that, that knowledge has taken me. But we, and I ended up opening up a 5,000 square foot facility with oh, the help awesome. of, with the help of two business partners awesome. and then that then that relationship broke down and then we ended up having to leave that that location but that was when i decided i decided to scale down like it just like just that whole thing and my business coach warned me too he's like don't get partners he's like it never ends well yeah. and th this one was ugly it was like 18 months of just sheer ug ugliness oh. to the point to where i almost quit altogether yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. it got so bad but then me and my bounce back ability, I was like, I'm not going <laughs> to let that happen. You know, we're going to pivot. We're going to re regroup. We're going to scale it down. But now I was like, so I've paid my business coach for six years. Uh -huh. I want to be on the other side of it now. Because yep. in those six years, I learned a lot that I can give back. Yep. And, you know, people say, oh, well, there's coaches everywhere. Like, yeah, there's people everywhere too, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's seven yeah. billion, billion people out there. You only need a handful to be very successful. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Yeah. So the the so much. It's funny that you say package because there's a lot to unpack in that whole thing right there. The 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 interesting thing that I have noticed about a lot of people that do have degrees, they're wonderfully intelligent, very bright, some of the best and brightest, and like you said, they don't know how to package it up. It's it's just all sitting there, yep. not and they and they're like no one. First off, college doesn't teach you how to do that. At least not the ones that I know of. No, they don't. They don't. They don't teach you how to package up your stuff. I mean, the most they'll do is give you some some career guidance to get you in a door. You know, they. they I love the ones that our graduates get placed with certain blah 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 companies, and it's like, yeah, okay, they get placed there. How long do they last? Yep. You know, or or how well do they do? What's their success rate in staying or growth or stuff like that? Because, it, it's not. Everybody that gets in there and really thrives because a lot of them don't know what they're doing. Well, because they're indoctrinated for the workforce. Yeah, that's well, that's that's, that's one part. Down to. That's that's definitely one part. I think the other part of it is is that they're not really taught that there's more potential than that piece of paper. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they're indoctrinated. Like case, case in point, there's a local school here. It's a career and a career and technical school. Nice. So this was just before COVID. <clears throat> I was. I had reached out to them about speaking to their to their students. Good. She's like, okay, you know, what do you want to talk about? So I went I went down the list and I had included a part about how to make money with your cell phone. And so she says, all of that sounds great except the last part. And I was like, why? And she's like, oh, you know, she's like, because we want them to either enter the workforce or to to get further at further education. I that's, said, that's the, I that's said, the okay. end goal of every education. Yeah, and I said, okay, <laughs> but what they they should have the option to know that the, you can do more on your phone than just TikTok. It's like they have to know that there's other options. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You can do more than TikTok? <laughs> what the hell? No one's told me any of this. What's going on? I need you know, a coach. But, 
<laughs> but it's like people fresh out of school though, they really don't know. Like people who get certified as a personal trainer, like I let them know, I said, with all that knowledge you have, it's like, do you know you can make digital products and do more than just train? So while you're training in the gym, you can have products out there making money for you. Yeah. And they're just like, Poof. yeah, yeah. But that stuff is never taught. No, it's never. The, the purpose of educational foundations or educational institutions is to sell education. They're not going to sell you life skills. They're not going to sell you business skills. They're going to sell yeah. you info. Well, how many other people do you and I know that do info products? Jeez, I, I know three people that, that actually help other people set up educational products yeah. from their skill sets. <laughs> uh, it, it's a booming business. Info products have been booming since the 90s. In fact, even before the 90s with all the guys that were in the uh, real estate industry. Yep. I, I actually worked with a couple of them. And I... I just watched the natural transformation of things from infomercial to now it's online as info products. Yeah. It's been around forever. You guys, if you guys, if, if, for those of you that are watching or listening to this, understand if you have a skill set that other people don't have, you have something to offer the world that somebody out there is going to buy Yep, 330 million people in this country. And you're telling me not one person is going to be interested in buying what you have in that noggin of yours. I'd be hard pressed to believe that. Yep. It's, so it's, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying, and, and what people don't realize too is you don't have to have millions upon millions of followers. Like if you have yep. a thousand if you have a thousand dollar product and you sell ten of them per month, it's one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year. There you go. <laughs> and and that's and that's more than enough of a comfortable living to afford a home, afford a car, afford your groceries and pay your bills. Yep. But most, but most people, and again, like you said, most of the most of the educational uh, institutions don't want necessarily don't want that being promoted. It was interesting. I did a talk here at the local college, the university, for the marketing, the marketing association on campus, and I, I explained to them. I said, you know, you guys are all going to come out. And you guys going to want to start your own agencies, and you're going to and and I got this like deer in the headlights look. The moment I said that, start your own agency, they all went, huh? Yeah, like what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you don't want to start your own agency. Okay, so that means you want to come out and work for us. And they're like, well, yeah. It's like, okay, do you know what we want? And again, deer in the headlight look, and I'm like, I'm going to have to explain to you guys how this works. <laughs> <laughs> and after about an hour, I I had to I had to lift them all back up because I just saw heads dropping as I was talking about all the fun and challenges that we deal with as entrepreneurs yep. and people that go out there starting businesses. Going, here's what comes when this happens, and here's what happens when that goes down. And they're just like, mm. "Oh my gosh, this sounds this sounds horrible." It's like, yeah, you get to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah, with a smile, you know, you you True. look at them and you go, and you get to be a part of it. And they're like, well, wait a minute. That's not what I signed up for. That's exactly what you signed up for. You just didn't know it. <laughs> True. The good thing is, is that it's easier now, though. I mean, the the startup is tough. Like, I'll, I'll give you that. The startup Every startup is, is tough. Definitely that's, that's, tough. That's just normal. But just, but just the way technology is now, you can, you know, like with, with you, <laughs> two complete strangers – but yet technology <laughs> technology connected us and here we are. Yeah. And and, and you're you know. and you're still all the way on the east coast and I'm still all the way all the way here on the west coast. Yep. Uh it, it's just a matter of, you know, do we want to chat and what do we want to talk about? And the the sharing of information, the sharing of knowledge between two people, three people, twenty people, 
<clears throat> depending on what it is that you're discussing, <clears throat> can further someone else who's not even a part of the discussion. That's one of one of the wonderful things about podcasting. That you know, this podcasting thing's been bubbling under the under the surface for years. Yeah, I started this back in 2018 as just me talking. Yeah, started you know, mine the same way. Yeah, it was, and it was, it was just kind of like, okay, well, let's let's see what happens. And then all of a sudden, someone said, "Why don't you go interview some people?" Of course, my first thought was, "Okay, who? Who? <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> who am I going to talk to? Who want to talk to me? The hell does anybody want to talk to me about?" And then, of course, it it evolved into what it is today, and and it's still evolving. Don't don't get me wrong; it's still it's still growing and and doing other things. We've had some wonderful we've had some wonderful guests on this on this show. And I and I'm I'm gonna say that as we've had nothing but wonderful guests on this show because honestly I've enjoyed every conversation I've had with yes, everyone. Me too. Yep. And and the idea of being able to let them speak to their passion and teach teach what it is they know, you know, it 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 inspires me to keep doing it because yeah. I know somebody out there is gonna go, yeah, I vibe with that person, I vibe with yep. that that whole thing right there, I get that, yep. and all of a sudden they got a new. They got a new follower. They get a new, you know, podcast listener. See, and that's the key. That's the key because I like I had a couple other people in the fitness space on mine, and then I'd had people, you know, inboxing me saying like, "Why are you promoting another another fitness facility?" It's like because my style isn't for everyone. Yeah, it's not. It's, yeah. So if if I bring someone else on and maybe they come at it from a different angle, from a different angle, and that fits them better, it's like I'm still adding value to the world by putting this person in front of my audience you're still you're still an expert in their mind because now it's you that introduced them to that other person yes they would have never found him otherwise it's like oh i i, I listen to robert because he brings these other people on and they're cool so he knows he he knows people <laughs> it goes it, go, it almost goes back to, to being in queens hey i got a guy you know yeah. <laughs> i got a guy yeah. you want to talk i got a guy you know i don't know if he's any good but hey <laughs> that was a solid accent <laughs> go back to the sopranos you know i know hey you know it's a, i make an introduction you figure it out but the, honestly that's a hell of a journey dude and and where you're where you're from to where you are having having been told nah you're not going to go very far without a degree and still coming as far as you have your story is not is no longer unfamiliar thankfully but it's it's more than relevant in its own way, which is which is really awesome because I love hearing that people can. <laughs> I love hearing the the old. My teacher told me I would never amount to anything. Hey, teach! Look at me now. <laughs> the more stories I hear like that, the more. And it's not against teachers. This, please don't misunderstand. I love teachers. Teachers are exactly what we need, and we need more of them. We need the good ones, the ones that are unafraid to challenge. Yes. kids and and youth to think and not not what to think but how to think and they are important but when they do something like that and they challenge somebody that actually has a hidden entrepreneurial spirit in them and wakes them up i get excited yes i get excited because it, it just it means that something is going to happen I was volunteering at one of the local boys and girls clubs they, they were having an after school program for the special needs kids mm. You know the behavioral, yeah, the yeah, behavioral yeah. needs yeah, kids. Yeah, sure. And so I walk in the room, and there was it was myself. There was a police officer, and I don't remember what the third guy did, 
But the police officer, he starts talking to the group first. Uh-huh. And the kids are having side conversations. And, you know, we went during lunchtime. So, you know, they're allowed to eat, but just you know, they're messing with their food. And, and the officer's just talking, yeah. just talk, talking away. Then the next guy goes and same thing. He's talking. He was kind of monotone, not oh, didn't boy. really bring much energy. <clears throat> so I can understand why the kids tuned him out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> not, not to be rude, but I get it. Someone's so talking? Yes. <laughs> So when it was my turn to go, I looked at the director and I said, can I take this in a different direction? She's like, yes. I said, all right, I need all of you guys come to the center table. You know, so like, you know, there's a couple of them like, I'm cool right here. Right. I was like, I didn't ask you if you're cool. So I need everybody here at this middle table. I said, you guys have three professionals who came here in our spare time for you. It's like, and the way you just treated both of them is completely unacceptable. And then they were all like, you know, they all perked right up. <laughs> you know? So it's like the kids want that structure, but if it's not given, then they're like, "Hey, cool, we're gonna do whatever." Yep. Yeah. It's 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 interesting to see the human condition and how rebellious it is until it's given, until it's given a directive or an, yes. not necessarily an ultimatum either, but a directive. Yep. When they're very young, obviously both of us being parents and and me having read parenting books and how to get things in structure and stuff like that. Mm. It, it's in, and your dad having been the disciplinarian he was when you see, when you see the youth being what's the word untrained mm. or undisciplined. And yeah. all of a sudden you inject some in there and watch them. Like you said, Whoa, where's this from? Yeah. I, I used to do some, some, speaking for a local elementary school for the music class because I was a musician. Yeah. And having been trained the way I was, you know, I was classically trained opera and all that kind of stuff. Nice. I'd go into this little little class of kids and I'd explain to them, you know, different things. But the first thing I would always do is it's like, what's the most powerful you can yell? And I said, let's do that all together. One, two, three, everybody yells. And I says, all right, you guys ready? And they said, yeah. And I'd belt out one loud, oh, and it would shock the whole room. And I look at that and go, was that as loud as you guys? And they all sat there and they smile and they're like, yeah. I'm like, do you know why it was like that? And they said, no, it says, because I have taken the time to practice breathing. And I've taken the time to practice discipline on my voice. And they all just sit there and, they, and I, that was it. I'd have them yep. from that point on. I didn't have to do anything else except that one thing. And then and the teacher would always look at me at the end. He goes, you do this every year. It never changes. You scare the shit out of them. <laughs> it says one, they're not expecting it. Two, it shows them just exactly how powerful they can be. Yes. Because I get into that. And yep. and it says, and third, it gets them to remember they're human. Yes. And as long as they're remembering they're human, they can remember that they can get better. Yes. They, see, yeah. that's that's the thing. Cause in that same group. So I get there and the director warned me about one of the kids. He's just just a <laughs> rebel. He just, you know, runs his mouth all the time. And so he didn't he didn't budge when I was schooling them during lunch. But then we we broke off into different different sections. We had different activities. So yeah. I, I had requested him to, to be in mine. And all I did was I just spoke to him. Yeah. Right? I said, said, all right, so this kid's a rebel. What the what what do most rebels have an issue with, right? They have an issue with authority. Yeah. I said, so let me try to empower him. I was like, hey, do me a favor, like show him how to do what, what you just did. Yeah. And he went over and he showed them, he was respectful about it. So then we broke off into sports and 
I covered the basketball one. Yeah. And so I told him, I was like, all right, but listen, I need you to be the captain of this team. All right. You get your team together and you guys be ready to play. And he went over there. All right, guys, you're going to play guard. You're going to play. And he just took the role and ran with it. Yeah. And I was like, see, I was like, you, you have to push people to where their power is. Yeah. Yep. You know, so if he's one that doesn't like being yelled at and whatever all the time, if that causes him to shut down, then you got to change how you interact with him. Yep. So just by me empowering him, he had a great afternoon that day. Yeah. Well, and at that point too, his guard, his guard went down and it was probably a lot easier to speak to him and he yes. probably responded a lot better too. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. he, he wasn't anything, I mean, in the very beginning, you know, like I could see with his body language and stuff, it's, but just like once I started talking to him and just allowing him to tell me, so what, what's going on with you? You know, and he just started opening up more. And then yeah. once he opened up, it was it was good. Instead of just saying he's one of the be the worst kids in here. Like that's yeah. what he's used to hearing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of humans and it, whether it's a kid or an adult, I think adults yeah. are just as just the same. Yep. And that goes back to that skill about connecting. Hey, guys, we're going to take a short, quick 30-second pause, and we will be back. We're going to talk a little bit more about what motivates and what inspires and keeps Robert moving. So we'll be right back, 30 seconds. And we're back here at Java Chat and Robert. Good Lord, brain fart, Robert Foster. <laughs> Foster. Robert Foster. Yep. No. Mm. I need more. I need more brain food. I'll have to go get another, another pill. <laughs> <laughs> I, so this, this section, we always talk about inspiration, motivation, what gets our guests moving? Obviously, Robert's had numerous times in his life, probably, as you've heard in, in the first section, where he was motivated and both challenged positively and negatively. But that's in the past. So today, what moves you, man? What, what, gets, what gets you up in the morning to really, like, charge at it? One thing I talk about in almost all of my talks is about I had I had a cockatiel. I had several several cockatiels, and then one of them passed away. And so I, now those the first two were hand fed. So hand fed. Oh boy, they're very yeah. sweet. You know, yep. they 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 come to you. So the third one I got was raised in an aviary. Oh boy. So this one was not nice. This one nope. was not friendly. <laughs> nope. And flying all over the place. Yeah. And I just couldn't deal with it. So I finally, I cornered her and I clipped her wings. Ooh. And that was one of the most painful things for me to watch. Yeah. Was to try to watch this bird fly and it couldn't fly. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so what I tell people is that as humans, we do that to each other. Yeah. You know, kind yeah, of like that, that teacher saying, you'll, you'll never amount to anything. Or what happened to me, 2009, I was competing in a track meet at the ripe old age of 34. Nice. And now I had my age bracket one in the high jump, but there was a 45-year-old that was still in. And wow. just the, the way my competitive spirit is built, he had to go. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, I went, I jumped, and, like, I felt a tug in my left knee. Uh-oh. And so, but so I missed, but he missed also. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? So I, I go over to to my now ex. I was like, here, give me the tape. I said, let me tape it up. Let me take one more jump and you know put this thing to rest. And so I go now. I plant, and then I saw white. Oh, that'll so do it. When I came back, when I came to, I was on the ground, and my left kneecap was a third of the way up my quad. Oh yeah, so yeah. Patella tendon fully ruptured. All right, so we fast forward. 
I'm in the ER now and the ER doctor comes in, he takes off the brace and within a second, he's like, Ooh, you're never going to run or jump again. Hey. You know, now I, I had just started doing fitness. I just decided I wasn't going to manage restaurants anymore. <laughs> and I was like, and now I'm never going to run or jump again. And I'm not the type of person that tries to prove other people wrong. I just try to prove myself right. Yeah. So I was like, all right, he's saying people can't come back for this. Game on. <laughs> and what was supposed to be an 18-month rehab, I got out in four. Nice. So, I mean, now I wasn't fully healed in four. No, but, no. But no. I graduated from formal physical therapy. Nice. And so since then, I did 133 three races. I started high jumping again in 2016. I've been undefeated since. Nice. So the last, well, obviously there were no races last year, but so 2016, 17, 18, and 19, I was undefeated. And I coined, I coined the hashtag ignore the never. So part of my teachings, like a lot of people, whether they come to me for fitness, whether they come to me for business, they're at a point where they think they're stuck moving forward, trying to move forward. Yep. And so we try to figure out what their roadblocks are and we tell, hey, ignore the never. You know, it's like they told me I'd never run a jump again and look, look at me now. At 46 years years old, I can do a 50-inch box jump. You know, and, Really? Yeah. And a lot of that is just from, it's from the mind. It's like we, we get into our own mind, you know, whether it's people clipped our wings or, you know, your significant other doesn't believe in what you want to do, no matter what that is. But what does it for me is watching people flip the switch. Like that's what keeps me me going more than anything else. Like when they start with me and they're lost, you know, in fitness, maybe they're at a plateau and mm -hmm. their energy's low, mm -hmm. but then they come in and they're looking for the heavier weights, they're walking upright, they got yep. pep in this step. Yeah. You know, yep. make friends like watching that. I'm like, that right there is why I do what I do. Having having the having the moment when you watch that person do that. What does that look like? You got any stories around that? Yeah, it's honestly they glow. Like people, pe people Love glow. It. So there's a there's a woman, Monica. She's all over my my marketing. So she's been with me since <clears throat> 20, 2013. So 20, 2014, or one one of those. And so she she came to me shortly after she had to be because I remember I remember Frankie was in a car carrier and I think mm -hmm. Frankie's turning eight now <laughs> I want to say and you know so she was just having trouble trouble shedding weight and she comes to me after one of the classes and she's like Rob you know she's like I'm just I just having trouble dropping weights like the scale's just not budging and my response was because you're not committed to the process and so I think I heard the feelings because <laughs> like <laughs> I, I didn't see her for a bit. <laughs> maybe maybe about six weeks or so, but when she came back, she was uh -huh. down. She was down about fifteen pounds, but she came back with a different look about her, really? with a different attitude about her, with a different effort about her. And I was like, "Who is this?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Who is this one? What'd you do with Monica?" <laughs> yeah, right. Who are but you? Where is she? Been on fire ever since. And and she broke. She obviously must have broken the plateau since then. Yeah, she was down. She's lost over, over 30 pounds and she's kept it off. Like no, no yo-yoing, no roller coaster. Like she just completely dialed in. That's, and that's, she that's usually from, the big, that's usually yeah. the big, that's usually the big challenge, the yo-yo. Yes. 
Yeah, but like that's what I'm saying about flipping the switch. Like anybody can catch motivation for a six week challenge, but she <laughs> completely changed her lifestyle. <laughs> I'm thinking of all the memes. I was once a product of a six week challenge. <laughs> that's so true. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's funny too because there's that's 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 like the big thing right now for for new gyms and new trainers and stuff like that. Join my six week challenge and pay me 500 bucks to do it. Yeah. What? No, you, I'll do it for my house. How's that sound? Give me six weeks that way. And then, and if I keep it off, we'll talk about me coming in and working with you some more. Yeah. I, I think, I think a lot of people misunderstand the premise of if you're going to do something and it's a six week challenge, you better be ready to commit to at least three times that amount. Yep. It's I true. mean, Speak to that. I mean, it, it, it's obvious. I, I was in fitness too back in the day, but that was one thing. Anytime somebody would come to me, <clears throat> our contract was always for – our contract was for six weeks. You come and see me once a week. You do your workouts. We go through your stuff. I give you some education on nutrition. I was certified nutrition at the time too. Mm -hmm. And we would go through everything. And then right near the end, company wants us to re-up you, obviously, you know, yep. income, right? Yeah. And I'd look at them and go, what would you learn? And if they couldn't repeat it, I said, I failed you. Don't sign up again. Mm. And they would look at me and go, but, but, but you're, you're my trainer. I'm like, no, you haven't learned anything. It's like you sat there. You didn't listen to a word I said. I'm, I'm not effective for you. Go find another trainer. Boy, they signed up quick. <laughs> <laughs> and the second time around, they would remember stuff that I would share with them. And they'd, and be, they'd come back. Hey, I was looking at this and I was doing that. And I was like, ah, you heard me. Good. All right, go. Let's hit it. Nice. Oh, but it was always the, if you're going to commit to this, do not just commit for these six weeks. You're going to need to commit for life. You want, I had one guy as, as a, as a client, he was at the time I was in my early thirties, he was in his mid to late forties. He just wanted a little more energy so that when he played softball, he didn't tuck her out running from home, home to first. Mm. And I told him, I said, we can do that. Yeah, I don't want to be big. I don't want to do it. I was like, no, 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 no. I said, but what you are going to end up doing is a lot of boring shit because you need to train that heart. That's yeah. what you're telling me. You have, a, you have a heart that's kind of gotten lazy. Oh, maybe. I'm like, maybe. I'll put you on this bike right now. I can tell you whether or not you are. Yeah. And, and he's like, okay, and signed up. Six weeks later, we were finishing up. I was like, I don't think you need me anymore. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah. My, my fitness director sitting right there and he's getting mad because I'm not trying to re-up him. I'm looking yeah. at him going, he don't need me no more. And he's, he says, why not? I says, how's it feel running around the bases? He goes, better. I said, are you struggling? He goes, no, no, I can, I can run around the bases now. I says, was that your goal? Yeah. And the fitness director sitting there going, damn it. Because <laughs> <laughs> he knows we accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. I yeah. said, yeah, you don't need me anymore. I, th I think I think if people realize that they're, like you said, ignore the never, because that man could have ignored the never yep. and just said, uh, I'm just going to have to deal with it and, and pray I make it the first. If people would realize that they, the never is a condition of thought. Yes. Absolutely. And if they condition that thought, the body will follow. Yeah, like any type of challenge that that I do now. I mean, in the beginning, I was on that the whole bandwagon with the twenty one days and the six weeks and all that. <laughs> and it 
it works. It's effective. But I switched it from worrying about weight loss in inches into establishing habits. Yeah. I was like, we're going to bring, bring you in for, for four weeks and we're going to work on getting your water right. We're going to work on getting your steps up. You know, we're going to work on your meal prepping. Yeah. So, so let's get, once we get all those habits in place, everything else you want will fall in line. And that, that was, a, that's the part that I think most people miss is when they go into something. And by the way, there are some fitness guys out there that do the challenge and are doing what you're doing. There are a couple yeah. out there, yeah. but for the most part, they miss that. You can't teach a person to go, you can't just have somebody go out and teach them how to lift weights and expect them to have a better life. That's not how that works. You, you're setting them up for, for some chronic injuries, actually. Yeah, that and you're selling them on lo losing weight fast. Now lose 20 pounds in the next six, six weeks and pay us, like, like you said, 500 bucks. So like, isn't, like, that, that's isn't, not, that, isn't that the Hollywood diet, though? <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> you know, but it's like, yeah, a handful of people can. Like the very last challenge I did one one of, one of the men in my group he lost 20, 21 pounds in 30 days wow like some people can do it but most don't well and but, and I, but I, they I, sell on a, the one that does yeah and and oh this is the guy we got to put in our marketing he's a, he's a picture perfect <laughs> meanwhile the, the mini the mini writing on the bottom atypical results so. yes exactly yeah, and nobody reads that stuff i think i think being able to and then I agree with you because seeing the seeing the smile on people's faces when we got people to that point, and and I'm sure you get that today too, because now you're you're also a motivational coach and speaker in in general for business too. Am yes. I correct? Yes. Yeah. People got to light up as well when you're talking. Somewhere along the lines, people in in those audiences must look up and go, "Oh, oh, oh I can do this." Yes. And I mean that's that's got to be a light up for you as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's. It's amazing. It really is. It's amazing. Like people will start off with when they first start, they want lightweights because they're afraid of getting hurt. Sure. As I said, this when they come in and they start looking for, they're they're no longer looking for the path of least resistance. Yeah. You know, so yeah. now now they're like, Rob, jump on my sled. <laughs> Whereas the first time I jumped on their sled, they were like, No, <laughs> what are you doing? And now they're like, now they're like Bring die. it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I remember I'm those like, days. Bring it. Yeah. yeah. I it was it was funny because my training partner was a, a young kid who had actually conquered cancer. Oh, nice. And he was he was the main nutritionist. That's all he did. He did he, he could be a personal trainer. He looked way better than I did. But we actually we we were training buddies. And boy, let me tell you, there were plenty of times where he'd look at me, hey, I want to try out this workout. Okay, what are we doing? And then he'd tell me and I look at him and I go, You son of a you roped me in. I don't, I, you know, I can't do this. And he's like, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. <laughs> Somewhere along the line, my mind would just switch and go, ah, screw it. Let's just get it done. Yeah. And there were a couple of times I got him back and, and it was, it, it was, it's, it was a fun, friendly competition between the two of us as much as we worked out. But I was able to take that over to clients too. One of my clients, um, I think he was a, an engineer. Same story. And had the same name as me. I took him through. I took him through my chest workout, mm -hmm. and he had never done that before. And his wife came to me. I think like a couple of days later, she goes, "He came home ranting about your workout." Nice. I said, "What do you mean?" She goes, "He couldn't believe that you actually invited him to join you." And I was like, "Why not?" She goes, "Cause you're a trainer." I'm like. <laughs> that's the problem right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I'm just a trainer. He's the one working. What, so when you're in your speaking mode, what are you telling people? I mean, I, 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 got, the, I got the hashtag here, and we're definitely going to put that in there, ignore the never, but what do you, what do you walk them through? I mean, how do, you, how do you get them to see that ignore the never? And like you got that thing behind you, shut up and grind. Yeah, Give us an idea of where this – Yeah, yeah. That's the name of my podcast. Yeah, that's the name of the pop. See, there's another thing we need to talk about. But like, what do you what do you tell people? Where where does it go? How do you how do you present it? Well, I always start if if I'm working with with a coaching client, mm-hmm. or even if if I'm given a, a keynote a keynote virtual, I always start with the pain assessment. It's like mm-hmm. where where are you currently? Because most people get that wrong, yeah. and if you and if you don't if you don't nail that with a hundred percent brutal honesty nothing else is going to fall online the way it needs to. Like I was talking with one of my personal training clients Mm -hmm. right, right before I came back home Mm -hmm. and talking about how people who are content don't change because they're content. That's right. So I dig deep into that. I I call it my pain assessment to find out like where, like, why are you listening to this? Like you're, you're listening to this for a reason or, you you know, you're on my coaching call for a reason. What are those reasons? And then we, we break them down and then we go through each one. How does this make you feel? How does this make you feel? And we get right down the list. Okay. How long do you want to keep feeling like that? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what is it worth to you? to move away from feeling like that. And then we just put the, put the, the steps in place. So I have a seven step process and it's not just, you know, a cookie cutter process. It's tailored to whatever, whatever the theme is that, that we're speaking to, but right. the process itself, it's, it's unfailable if you go through it a hundred percent. And if somebody wants to find, obviously, if you want to find Rob, he's got a, he's got a website. We'll have all of those links down below. Uh, that you guys can follow and and go connect with him on social on his website all wherever but the more the more we talk obviously the more the more interesting this is getting <laughs> what would be what would be your crowning your crowning um not achievement but your crowning moment when speaking to a group where you where you you know another story if you would share with us what when you see people do that switch because I, I watched a couple of videos on your on your landing page Okay. And it, and you've you've been in a few group settings, yes. so I'm I'm curious as to see which 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 one is sticks out in your memory the most and what happened. We were doing we were doing a challenge at the gym, and I believe I had forty or so women. Like I I work with mostly women, and forty. Good yeah. lord! So this was the first time where I had each one come up in front of the group mm-hmm. and air out why they were there. Because as I just said, accepting that is the first step. Yeah. And with a lot of women, they they they're afraid to put themselves out there like that. Vulnerability is rough for women. I've I've noticed that. It's very much so. Yeah. Yes. And so I would have them come up, but just the amount of tears that were flowing in that. And it was such a powerful thing. And then I had this one woman, she was on the bigger side, like she didn't really want to do it. But everyone else came together and encouraged her to get up and do it. So it's like I, it's like I started it, but then they all banded together. One of the, two of the girls went up with her. They had their arms around her while she was sharing. Like she just broke down. But just watching the way everyone came together like that was amazing. Isn't it interesting when there is a common 
aim. How well humans can stick together. Yes. And support. Yep. It's so true. It, it, I, I don't know if, and I'm, I'm, we're, we're in a real interesting time in this country yes. where we're not seeing a lot of that. We're, well, I, should say, I shouldn't say it that way. We do see it, but we're seeing it divided. We're seeing it very compartmentalized. Say, that's how the media is displaying it. Yeah, and, and then what's, what's funny is, is that you have moments like what you just discussed. They're happening daily. Yep. And, they're, and they're happening in a manner, just like you said, people that have a common aim. And I honestly believe that every human has a common aim yes. to, live, to live a good life in peace. Yes, there's perturbation, there's, there's self-growth and all of that kind of stuff. But for the most part, people just want to be left alone or people just want to be happy. Yep. And the way they get there is, is, is different from person to person. That's true. I, I, I can completely appreciate what you did there. I, I, I didn't actually have group sessions with anybody as a trainer. I was always one-to-one. Yeah. Um, but I would have those moments, you know, either on the first section when I was talking to them about hiring me or on the on the end when I look at them and I go, all right, what'd you learn? You know, how do you feel? What's new? What's next? And if they didn't have a definitive answer, I'd look at them and go, we still need to go. And they would make the decision. And 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 in a lot of cases, when I was effective, I think I'm good. Awesome, great working with you. I got another appointment coming in. Go kill it. And they and they knew it was it was it was meant in a in a in a stand of in a fashion of we're not going to be emotionally connected, but we're already connected. Yes. So if you need me, you know where I'm at. Until then, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here and go kick some ass. And they loved that. They they were just mm-hmm. like, yeah, it was you always encouraged. Or I I had clients coming to the gym all the time, but former clients. And I'd look at them and I'd be like, you know, I'd give them the fist pump and they'd look at me. And they're like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. And just keep going. It's, mm-hmm. it's interesting to see uh, how little it takes to get a human to shift their thinking. It could be just yeah. something as simple as a, a point, a thumbs up, you know, fist pump, anything. Yep. The, the latest thing I'm working on now, it's a program I call Speak About Yourself Out Loud. Nice. And what that is, it's taken your personal experiences Mm -hmm. and packaging them into powerful stories. Sweet. And how I came up with that, I knew I wanted, I wanted to do something with being a speaker coach, but Mm -hmm. I I didn't want to just be another speaker coach. So I was like, (laughs) I was like, I need, I need an angle. So when, when COVID hit and forced my gym to close, I started joining joining other groups. That was when I really went full force with the with the podcast, mm-hmm. and I just started joining other groups about you know cross promoting and everything else. Sure, sure. And so you join these groups, and it's like, all right, Jane from New Zealand, you know, t- tell us tell us about yourself. Hi, I'm Jane, and I <laughs> do web design and. <laughs> and so I'm, 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 blah, blah, I'm, I'm, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yep, so I'm sitting here taking notes. And so like, they just kept calling on people and calling and I'm listening, I'm listening. And I'm like, I'm going to knock their socks off. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so it was my turn to go. And ab- absolutely. I, I did, did my thing. Yeah. And I had 20 people from that group 
inbox me right afterwards like can you can you help me like can you help me package my story and i was like you know what i think that might be the niche right yeah. there yeah right that's there. a definite so, that's a definite niche you're not kidding yeah like i just launched it i i just got my my first my first coaching client she's a she's a she has a phd in psychology out of colorado oh they're they're the most fun yeah, because <laughs> while you're coaching them, they're they're, they're assessing you. you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, but that sorry, goes did back, you back. hire me? I think yeah. <laughs> it's like, and that goes back to my point about being a college dropout, but yet I'm mentoring people with with masters and PhDs. And the the thing about it is, is like she wants to start start a podcast. She started it. She has software. She has a couple episodes, but then she stalled. And within the first three minutes of talking to her. I already knew what the problem was and it's her messaging isn't clear. Like she's all over the place. Mm -hmm. and, and it's almost like sometimes people are so smart that they're overlooking the powerful little things that come out of their mouth. Yep. It's cause you know, they're talking in all the big words and big. hence the, the speak about yourself. Yeah. That's why, that's why that's the title. So it's like when you were talking to me about going, going to school, break, slow it down. Yep. Slow it down. What was the process like? What were you thinking? What were you feeling? I say because now the listeners are going to connect with you more. And that's rather that's than if what I matters. just yeah, like if I just came up and said hi, my name is Rob Foster. I had a bad knee injury. I fought back from it. I did a bunch of races, and now I'm an entrepreneur. Yay. No one's going to care about that. Yeah, but... good for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when, when you slow it down and you break <laughs> it down, you can pull people right into the conversation. And that's what leads to effective connection. Yeah, we're, we're literally we're literally redoing uh, branding for Oasis right now, my my agency. Okay. To change it over to M three Media. Mm. And M three Media basically it's musician to marketer. Okay. Because well, that's what I did for fifteen years. I was a professional musician. I played seven days a week, sometimes nice. two gigs a day. Yeah. And as as fun as that was, it was also boring. <laughs> and and the only reason I say that is because I didn't do shit. I mean, yeah. my two questions every day was, do I go to my bud's house to go play music or do I go to the beach? Those are my life questions. If you want to know what boring life is, that's a boring life. Gotcha. Now, now it's like, okay, who can I inspire today? What do I do? How do I make this story work? How do I get that moving? How do I, you know, it, it, everything switch. Yep. M much better motivation to, to wake up in the morning and get get in gear. So yes. that's a cool program. It's, so you just launched it. Do you already have like, you? is it? Post it someplace that people can see it that we can that we can put in the comments or do they just so need to reach that, out to you? Yeah, just on my regular my regular uh, website robertbfoster.com slash speaker. There you go. But, All right. But I am having a separate a separate website created just for that. Sweet. So right right now I'm just soft I'm just soft launching because it's just me. So I'm a one man band. I did hire an assistant, but she's not ready to start yet. So once she starts, I'll probably get more. You know, get more marketing out there but i don't want to bury myself in the short term find some interns yeah we, we have a wonderful team of interns i've got um i think five or six of them right now they'll oh, nice. work on different projects dude they're bright and they're organized and they're hustlers and it's like and it i i'm like super proud of them i <laughs> i wish i could bring each one of them on this and just you know talk I, you know that's not a bad idea i might have to interview them we'll have to see that yeah do a panel uh, well, yeah, maybe I'll do a panel too. That's going to scare the tar out of every one of them because they all are listening to this. They have to listen to it before. So, yes, you're coming on the podcast. 
They're in the back like, why is he talking? He's talking about us? Yes, I'm talking about you. You will be on the podcast sometime before this year is over. Or before the internship is finished. The I think... I think that's pr- probably a very noted and needed. I mean, even with the change on M3, it took a friend of mine's who works as a marketer in fintech and blockchain, mm. completely unrelated to what I do. Mm-hmm. And he sat down and he goes, I think you need to do this. And I looked at him and I went, oh, God, 101. Thank you. Appreciate it. And he's like, yeah, you're busy. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> friends can coach friends. It's okay. It happens. Cool. We're going to take another 30-second break. When we come back, we're going to talk about – well, we, we kind of heard about what's one of the things that's next, but we're going to, we're going to find okay. the rest – we're going to find out the rest here in a minute. I want to talk a little bit about your podcast okay. and, and some other plans that you got going. So next 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. And we're back here at Java Chat. God, that sounds so lounge lizard. Hey. <laughs> um, we're back here at Java Chat. Coffee with Mike here with Robert Foster chatting about things that motivate – we were just kind of talking about a new program that Rob's launching. He's kind of soft launched it already. And he's going to be, I'm sure there's a bunch of other things. I mean, that's the newest. Are the, What other things are in play right now? Obviously, you still do the, the fitness coaching. Is that mostly there in, in Rhode Island or is, or is that something that's virtual as well? How does that work? Yeah, it's both. So the classes I do in person, I stream them. Awesome. Virtually also like live, live via zoom. Like I don't record them and put them out there. Like it's live. So sweet. So even though you're in your living room, you're still getting live coaching. That's awesome. What do you think? Here's a quick question. You seen that new thing called a mirror? Yes. The fitness mirror. What do you think about that stuff? I'm not sure. I mean, (laughs) there's always going to be gadgets that come up, but there's nothing that can replace the, the face-to-face for the people that need that. And, and that's what I'm thinking is that AI hasn't gotten far along enough to really do that mm-hmm. interaction. Exactly. That, that part where you have somebody actually going, what are you feeling? How you doing? Because the, the thing can ask you. It ain't going to hear you when you talk. <laughs> exactly. And it's not gonna connect with you. No, no, it's not. It's not. That's, I, that's I, the thing. I don't. Don't get me wrong. Fitness equipment is great, and if there's something there that can give you a program that you can work through, that you're all right, that's cool. Yeah. But if you're if you're somebody that's like in need of some support, because that's really what trainers and coaches do. They support yeah. you. That stuff is good for introverts. You know, like I, if you're, if you're an extrovert you want that group environment. If you're someone who kind of knows what they're doing and you don't want to be around groups, that stuff is for you. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And actually, um, I know even extroverts though that would use these things because they just don't have the time. Mm. So I think, I think those, I think those are more for convenience than, yeah. yeah, Cause it's like, I don't, I can't go to the gym. Okay. I'll just work out with that. Like one, one of my clients, when I tell you she has a full gym in her basement, cause like, I saw this from doing the virtuals. Wow. You know, I was like, Heather, like you have quite the setup over there. I was like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, but she's like, but I don't have you here. <laughs> so so, so one, the, the people so the, with the, the group not quite complete, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So like those people, the ones, cause I tell people anyway, I'm like, you don't pay me for the workout. Yeah, like, exactly. like your fee actually comes for the accountability. Yeah. It's like, you can go to the gym, but you're going to stop when it burns. Yep. I'm going to teach you to push through that burn. Yep. I said, that's where you're getting the return on 
on your investment. Where, yep. Whereas you'll run for a minute and then start walking when you're by yourself. With me, I'm going to make sure you run the entire loop. <laughs> I will never hire you. Anyway, I just, <laughs> if I want to walk, damn it, I'm walking. <laughs> well, you see the slogan. <laughs> I'll, I'll grind. Don't you worry. <laughs> It's funny. Just, it's uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm kidding. I, I I could probably use a coach actually. The, the I think um, okay, so people can find you online. They can find you at robertfoster.com. They can find you on social, obviously, correct? Yeah. Yes, I'm, yeah. I'm on all, all the channels. All the channels. Do you have a group? Yes. 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 Okay. I, cool. I have so a, have a Facebook group too. Awesome. We'll make sure to get that up there, and then. Uh, what other things are you working on? I mean, what other things are? I mean, entrepreneurs are famous for like throwing a million fi uh, irons in the fire to let them heat up. And, but I mean, like what's, what's the future look like for you? Where are you at? So how, how this started. So 10 years ago, do you remember blog talk radio? Well, of course. Yeah. So I started on that and the title of my show was shut up and exercise. So that just pigeonholed me to exercise. Yeah. And what I wanted something that could be wider. Yeah, of course. Wider. So, and yeah. I'm all about niching, but, you know, or, or the, you know, the understanding that the more niche you are, the more valuable you are. Like, sure. I, I get that. Yep. But at the same token, I march to my own beat. Right. So, right. Right. So I switched, right. so I, I switched it to shut up and grind because I can attribute that to any industry. Yeah, you can. So with this one branding, I can... Like my opportunities are endless. Yeah. So for so for right now, I'm actually starting with with gyms. You know, so teaching personal trainers who have a lot of knowledge, mm -hmm. they get out of personal trainer school, they get their first job, and they immediately get put into a box. Oh yeah. And they're gonna tell you you need this much experience, you need this, you need that, and then maybe after all that, you'll earn fifty thousand dollars. Whereas, like, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna help you take that take that knowledge and maybe start a podcast, maybe start a blog, maybe start a YouTube channel yep. and just help, help them see that their internal life experiences can earn them money while they're working with clients. There's, there's two guys on TikTok right now that I follow that are both in amazing shape. Obviously they're, they're ectomorphs, both of them. So mm. hardly any fat on their body, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. These guys are fucking killing it. They're making money. Yeah. And they're making money off of their views for one. And then they're making money off of sponsorships because everybody wants to look like them. Yeah. I, I being 49, know for a fact, I will not look like them because they're in their 20s for one. And I'm an endomeso. I don't get to look like them. And that's okay. I'm all right with that. Yeah. I can still do what I do. And I can actually still work out like they do. I just won't ever look like that. And that's yeah. okay. I'm cool with it. I just like the fact that I can actually keep up. I had I had a young I had a young one with me one time go into the gym, and we did a we did a hit session. She was huffing and puffing at the end of the, uh, the whole deal, and she looks at me. And she goes, "How are you not breathing heavy?" I was like, "I was during the workout." <laughs> and she goes, "But you're not breathing heavy now." I'm like, "Because I was breathing heavy during the workout. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting my oxygen while we were working out. I'm not waiting to yeah. get my oxygen after. I'm gonna be dead yeah. by now." So it, it so yeah i get it i get it that's awesome i just want to pay, piggyback on some something you just said yeah because in working with females i find a lot of them compare themselves to each other yeah and i tell them they like we're gonna find your strong 
Yeah. Okay, your strong is going to be different than someone else's strong. Like if you look at me, I'm small framed. Yeah. Right. I'm not built for huge, massive muscles. Yeah. But I got endurance for days. And I got hops for days and yep. I got speed for days. Yep. So it's like, that's my strength. So if I look at, we, we have a trainer in our gym. He's just, he's just a walking sack of muscles and he can deadlift probably 550 plus. Yeah. And so like, so if I judge my abilities based on my trying to deadlift 500 pounds, I'm, I'm going to stress myself out. Yeah. So it's like, all right, that's your power. Like, this is my power. Do you? And do you I think that's that? one of the big. Sorry, I think that's one of the biggest things that I help. I help my female clients understand that you don't have to look like her or be mm -hmm. fast like her. Mm -hmm. You can pick up heavy shit and do it yep. like a boss. Yep, of course. What was that old saying? You can't. You can't. You can't put the same standards on a bird that you put on a fish. The fish will think yes. it's stupid. Yes. If you do. But yep. put the fish in the water, and that some bitch is rolling. <laughs> yep. That's the part they never say. I always like to say that last part. That some bitch is rolling because he's hydrodynamic. No, that that was a solid spin on it. Like yeah. That. Well, it, and 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 you're you're absolutely right. Some people may be strong. Some people may be fast. Some people may be a mixture of others. You're strong, and this goes for entrepreneurship too. Some people may yep. be brilliant. Some may some people might be natural marketers. Some people might be natural logisticians. What is your strong? Yep. Where your strong is, you go play, and you find other people that are their strong where you're not. And and we we both know all of the the big motivational speakers always say that surround yourself with smart people. Yeah. Why not? What have you got to lose? Nothing. What have you got to gain? A big piece of the market if you do it right. Yeah. It's it's just a matter of how you pers one perceive, and then two, like you got behind you, shut up and grind. <laughs> yep get it done get it done you know get it done yep. smartly get it done properly do it in a manner that that benefits more than just yourself yep the last you... step the last step in my process it's grind repeat adapt no no i'm so, <laughs> sorry grind adapt grind adapt grind adapt repeat yep <laughs> yeah that's the, that's the whole module for module seven yeah and, and it makes and it makes absolute sense when you think about it from the from the point of this grind is grinding me rather than me grinding it. Yes. What do I need to change? All right, we adopt. Mm -hmm. We adapt. Yep. And then we make it adapt. And if you remember, that's the old Jap Jap Japanese model. Adopt, adapt, and adapt. Yep. And, and as we do that as humans, our growth shows up. It just, you, you can't deny that the growth shows up. It just does. Because now everybody's looking at you going, but they're different. What's different about them? Well, they did exactly what Rob was teaching. Grind and adapt, grind and adapt, grind and adapt. Repeat. That's it, because you, you know you're going to get thrown curveballs. All day. So Every day. Another, another <laughs> quick quick story. I brought the kids hiking up in New Hampshire. Uh -huh. And so as we're coming down the mountain, so I have twin, twin boys who are 11. And one of them says to me, he's like, why do you make us do this? <laughs> and so my, my response was, I said, do, do you want, you want me to answer that? <laughs> he, said, he said, yes. I said, because in life, you're going to have to do things that you don't want to do. Yeah. Said, in life, you're going to be thrown mountains. Yeah. Now, you, you can't change the greater the mountain, but I can change your ability to climb it. Yep, that's right. And, and as your growth occurs... You as an individual, I'm, I'm not talking to our listeners. Yeah. The only way your legs get stronger is if you challenge them. Yeah. In fact, I just read it. 
I can't remember how it all went, but it was just remember that going up a mountain is the only way your legs can get stronger. Yeah. It's because there's resistance there and you're taking your ass up that hill. Yep. You know, throw a rucksack on if you want. Make it even tougher. One of the two of my trainees that I had when I was very young as a as a trainer were also twins, interestingly enough. Mm. They were they were supposed to go to the Marines, so I needed to get them through their pre-training. So they hired me to do their pre-training. And it was funny because at the time I was in really great shape and, and literally challenged them to become more like an endurance. They were both track and fielders. Yeah. So they could run, they could jump and all that stuff. But now they're having to do all this Marine stuff. And here I am blasting through that program with them. And they're looking at me going, how did you, how are you able to do all this? I'm like, because <laughs> this is how I, I've always worked out. It wasn't about being on a bench and just benching 315 or 365 or what. I can't even remember what it was. It was about being able to do it for reps, not for one-time max. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, the idea is not to just be one-time strong, especially if you're going to the Marines. You're going to get your ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my dad was a Marine. Yeah, they, and, and they were the one – I don't remember what base they went to basic, but it's the one that has the Grim Reaper, which is the, okay. very, end, which is the very end run, and it's an, it's an incline. I can't remember what the, the grade is, but it's, it's like almost 12% plus grade. You got to drag your butt plus a hundred pound sack up that hill. That's your last challenge. One of them was a platoon, a platoon leader. If any of his guys got left behind, he had to go down and pick them up and their sack and drag their ass up the hill. And he oh did. And he did. He did. He came, he came home after basically he told me about that. And he goes, Mike, I'm so glad you taught us how to do all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I said, yeah, I didn't teach you how to do that though. That's a little bit more than I could have. I could, I could have never thought that was gonna happen. I didn't. I don't know their training. He's like, yeah. oh no, it helped because I can tell you right now, <laughs> if I hadn't trained, we would have been, we'd have been sucking air, you know, badly. Yeah, I high respect for Marines. Their their basic training is the shits, man. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> it's it's the shits. It's rough. It's rough. But I and and I know why they do it. Them, the seals, the rangers, they're all. The cream parades—they all—they're all nuts, uh, and I love them for it. I love them for it because if they weren't in that crater shape, we'd be screwed. Anyway, cool. So I've had a lot of fun here. As chatting, I. yeah, and and I'd like to do this again. Maybe share some more stories, or share some other motivations or observations on on things around what's going on, just so other people can pick up other golden nuggets if that's cool i'd love to have you back man would that be would that be okay no absolutely all right cool so if you are looking for him robertfoster.com remember robert all of, b foster robert b foster thank you robert yep, b foster dot com slash speaker slash speaker make sure you and we'll have that down in the comments obviously okay uh, and then of course your social links will be down there too make sure if guys if you got any questions Hit him up in the comments. We're going to send him the link. So he's he's going to be able to come in and check on it. If you got questions, ask. He'll answer when he's available. And hell, if anything, just get over to his social and ask him there. Feel free to do that too. It's probably a little more effective, but don't be afraid to ask. Make sure you share this out with other people you think this is relevant to. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you do and hit the bell next to it so you know when we get another awesome guest like this, come on our, our, our little Java chats. If you're listening on our, our po any of the podcast platforms, we just got onto a, a, a 13th platform just recently. I can't even remember the freaking name of it. I'm just thankful that we're there because it means we're getting out there. We are on Spotify, guys. So if you want to listen to us there, feel free. 
If you want to download, please download, subscribe. If you're listening to us on our home base, anchor.fm, you can support us there. You know, every little bit helps. We really thank you uh, for stopping in, listening, taking a moment to get motivated, get inspired, get some education, whatever it is that you got out of this. Um, let us know. Give us a review. You can jump, drop in a pod chaser as well. You know how we love to end this. We love every one of you. We thank every one of you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us, whether that's on the road, at home, at work, or play. Stay up, stay safe, stay healthy, and live. For Robert B. Foster and myself, (laughs) Coffee with Mike, ciao for now. For more information on Java Chat, visit www.javachatpodcast.com. You've been listening to Coffee with Mike on Java Chat. Tune in weekly to this podcast for the next episode. You can also download or subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. A production of Oasis Media Group, LLC. Located in Las Vegas, Nevada. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.